Power players in this world do not view people as individuals. They see them as resources. Klaus Schwab, founder of the World Economic Forum, easily fits the mold of a Bond villain. He even looks the part, but he's not alone. In a world that's increasingly driven by people who get off on exercising power, a trend can be observed. Those striving for positions of authority, influence, and control tend to perceive people not as unique individuals with emotions and aspirations, but rather as resources to be used for their own objectives. This raises ethical questions, but only to those who actually care about humans as individuals. The consciences of those grasping for power seem to be gone, as if they withered and wasted away long ago. Unless we want to see the world become enslaved by these Machiavellian megalomaniacs, we need to expose them so people can recognize and resist their tactics. And I do not use the word enslaved lightly, because those who view humans as a resource have no qualms about practicing slavery. But modern Americans must be careful. Many teens graduate high school these days with the belief that slavery is a uniquely American stain on history. Nothing can be further from the truth. Thomas Sowell, professor, economist, best-selling author, emphasizes that slavery has been practiced in various forms throughout all of human history, from ancient civilizations all the way through to the present day. What is the internal driver for those who enslave? A lust to control other human beings, disregarding their individuality and seeing them only as commodities. Klaus Schwab and his ilk fit into this category, as do George Soros and Larry Fink, the founder of BlackRock, and Kim Jong-un. And despite all his talk and the fabricated show of philanthropy, Bill Gates also fits into this category. The list is actually quite long. These are just some of the names that make it into the news with some regularity. In recent years, we've witnessed power players manipulating the policies of nation-states to achieve their desired outcome. The mass hysteria perpetrated upon the planet during the SARS-CoV-2 event is just one example. Despite the efficacy of drugs like ivermectin that would have handily dealt with the infection, that drug was belittled and dismissed, as were others. Instead, Trillions of dollars shifted to the power players as their recommended lockdowns resulted in massive layoffs for small businesses, while large corporations, deemed essential, were allowed to stay open. According to Forbes, more than 99% of businesses in the United States are small businesses, and nearly half of all employees in America are employed by a small business. It's a fair guess that Everyone listening to this knows at least one business that closed permanently because of the lockdowns. Personally, I know of dozens. Dreams were destroyed needlessly. Household savings depleted. Lives were upended. People were jailed and fined. And yes, people committed suicide. Did the power players care? No. Rather than allow safe and effective drugs to be used, they closed down all, quote, non-essential businesses and told people to go home. Fear drove societal thought, and people obeyed the edicts from on high. Wealth was transferred, and the power player's control was further established. Think about the power players atop the medical-industrial complex and what they declared. If people got sick, 
the word from on high was that there were no treatments available and people should go to the hospital only if they couldn't breathe. That's not health care. It's death facilitation. People like Dr. Pierre Corey pleaded on Capitol Hill for the use of ivermectin. But hospitals were receiving nearly $75 billion in grants under the CARES Act. Family members couldn't visit loved ones who were being starved and pumped full of remdesivir, which caused strokes and organ failure. And millions of Americans died alone in these houses of medical prostitution. Most of those deaths did not need to happen. The power players didn't care. They got their money and their power. As a side note, no fanfare was made on November 19th of 2020 when the World Health Organization recommended against using remdesivir as a treatment for COVID-19. The WHO's panel of experts concluded that the drug had no effect on mortality or other health outcomes, and yet hospitals continued using it as their standard of care. After all, at $3,120 per dose of remdesivir, Hospitals made a lot more money with that drug than from issuing an eight-day course of ivermectin for $45. Doctors were told they would be fired if they so much as prescribed ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. By the way, now that many power players have sucked up enormous amounts of money, doctors are being told they can prescribe ivermectin as a treatment for COVID. Other industries also enable a few at the top to wield massive power, while those at the bottom of their organizations get treated as chattel. Companies such as Apple, Foxconn, and Samsung have been accused of violating Chinese labor laws and subjecting their employees to insufferable working conditions, including long hours, poor pay, and harsh working conditions. These factories resemble labor camps more than workplaces. And suicide rates among the workers are staggering. Power plays also exist in social justice arenas. Race pimps like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson can only hold power if the people they claim to represent are upset. Their organizations keep a watchful eye for any time a person of color is injured or killed by a white person, as those events can be used to rile up their oppressed followers. When people are upset, the race pimps can raise funds. Black-on-black crime doesn't help them gain money or power. So even though they say they want less violence in Black communities, Black-on-black crime, which is far more prevalent than white-on-black crime, doesn't get attention. Power players have also permeated the American government. As just one example, the CIA has long had free reign to fund itself through illegal drug sales. They can claim that's an unfounded statement, but documents have been leaked that show this very thing happens. There's no concern for the ruined lives and the families that are destroyed. They just want to fulfill their lust for power. Power players at the top are beyond the reach of decent people who simply want to raise their families as they see fit and pursue their dreams. But because power players exercise top-down authoritarianism, it can seem overwhelming. Still, actions can be taken. Most important, act locally. Yes, we need to keep an eye on the megalomaniacs, but we have the most influence on what's happening locally. So demand transparency in your city. Demand transparency in your county. Power players exist there too, but you have influence locally to demand accountability and transparency. Also, educate others. 
The two things we're told to never talk about are religion and politics. Interestingly, if we never talk about religion or politics, then the power players take advantage of our ignorance and roll right over us. So talk about religion and politics. And finally, engage. Attend events. Meet with your power players with decorum, not yelling, and develop relationships. Be a good listener. You can influence more if you are cordial than if you are hostile. All politics is local. And just like a horse bit no bigger than your finger can direct the whole horse, so can the work of a few people acting locally affect the entire body politic. Klaus Schwab may try to convince the world that people will own nothing and be happy about it. Well, pardon me, but who the hell is Klaus Schwab? You can be sure that no matter what he dictates for the rest of us, he will own whatever he wants. His vision of utopia is to control what you can do. He's a power player. He places no limits on what he can do. You are an individual, not chattel. Stand your ground. <laughs>